Cool. I'm ready when you are. I am ready, the good things guy. Um, his name is Brent Lindeke, and we have agreed that we're never going to go and drink on House Party ever again. <laughs> hello, Brent, my friend. <laughs> hello, hello, Daddy. So, so for all of the listeners that might not know this, you and I started this thing during lockdown before well, the beginning of lockdown nine months ago because yeah. we couldn't see each other and we couldn't be in studio together so we started doing house parties once a week and house parties aren't such a thing anymore no. as they were in the beginning of lockdown but we've kind of we've kind of kept that trend going we haven't let it go <laughs> we have not let it, we are holding on with fingernails to the the house party app and we will not let go <laughs> No, and and yeah, so you and I had a great, and Sonia Love, had a great, great house party on Friday, but I am not a student anymore, and I really um, shouldn't be drinking that much on a Friday, so I really felt quite terrible on Saturday. No, but you know what I've realized also is that I think, and this is going to be super personal, and, and I think this is necessary to talk about, this has been a very traumatic year, and I think a lot of us have developed crutches, whether it's food or Netflix or smoking again when we've quit or whatever it is, my crutch has definitely been a once a week binge drink. And yes, that may not be the worst thing in the world. There can be worse things, like I've been told. But for me, it's not a great thing because that binge puts me back two days every single week. And it just compounds anxieties. And I think we all need to, at this point of 2020, start looking at the things that we might be using as crutches and start going, okay, we've had this much time to use them and they've been really good to get us through the bad and to help us through the trauma. But now maybe it's time to start looking at the trauma before these things become a forever crutch. That's so deep and so true and so real. Um, I, I, I managed to watch the new season of The Block, which is one of my favorite reality shows. It's this Australian TV show where, where um, all the contestants get to compete in uh, renovating a house. Like they each get their own little house or apartment, and there's five of them. And The, house 20, um, the Block 2020 uh, was filmed at the beginning of the year. And, it, and, and sort of midway through, Australia's lockdown comes into play. And, and we forget that... This is happening to the rest of the world. Yes, it is, but we a lot, South Africans a lot of, a lot of the time are like, ah, we got it the worst. Like our lockdown's been the worst, and we're watching the block. You realize it was just as bad. Like all their stores closed, everybody had to be locked at home, and and when the prime minister comes on to say that they're going into a full-on lockdown, and all the contestants have to be sent home, I watched that moment on TV. Mm. And I saw the frustration, the fear, the immense um, n- not understanding what is happening. And I relived that thing that we went through in March. And I realized, and you say it now, it was a trauma. It is a trauma. What we've been going through this year is a massive trauma. And, and it's almost like we're not talking about it, but we have PTSD. Yeah. It, it's the loss of normalcy, the fear of the unknown, the impending illness that we might get and, and with no real understanding of what that might do to our own bodies. Yep. And then there's the fact that there is actually no end date. It's a lot. And we have developed crutches. But with that said, um, we, we can also, and I love the fact that you are looking inward to project outward and help others. Um, but we can start 
you know, trying to fix those crutches. I am going back to working out this week, like oh, properly. I'm I doing started it. started this morning. <laughs> you, and, <laughs> you and I are always on the same page. And I, I feel like that's a great way to release the stress, to mm. deal with the trauma. Um, working out is my happy space. And I let that go. If we, if we recall a year ago this time, I was in such a great space with yeah. exercise and, and looking after my body. And I, I, I go back at Hopper School this afternoon, Danny. Okay. Well, I'm very proud of you. And I think if you need an accountability friend, I'm the friend because I am being held accountable by some incredible people in my life that I've now decided that they're going to be these people for me. And I'm going to actually listen to the things that they've been telling me. And um, I'm going to do it. So yesterday I went and I got some, some small groceries and I meal prepped a little so that there's no bad food or not eating, reaching for the wrong things and worked out. Um, and like I said earlier, feeling good, feeling feeling a little bit like I think the anxiety is going to take a little while to go away, obviously, um, but I'm definitely feeling better. So I can't wait for you to work out this afternoon, man. This makes me so happy, 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 happy. And that's what okay. this Monday night show is all about. It's happiness. There we go. Let's make everyone else happy. But before we make everyone else happy, let's uh, maybe cuck some people out. So, <laughs> um, I no, I, you know what? This is not about getting angry. And I've got to remind myself that because this is about education, right? And it's about reiterating yep. all of the education points that we need to. But sometimes, sometimes, brains, you want to take some people by the shoulders and shake them a little bit and go like, what are you thinking? So all over the news, and I didn't know this because I have no news Sundays, as you know, no phone Sundays. Yep. Um, yep. But all over the news, Phil was saying that there were these super spreader, super spreader, super spreader events. And I was like, yeah, but they're overseas. They were here because yep. our matrix went to rage. Now, I have many questions around this. Why was there a rage? How was there a rage? Where are the parents? Why are the parents letting them go? But that's not the point. That's not the mm. point anymore, and there's nothing we can do about it. It's done. But you have, and I've got to say, this was one of my favorite, favorite articles in Good Things Guy. You have taken this very scary thing, and you've made it very matter-of-fact, and you've given us many options for many different things that we can do if we were at mm. rage or if we are parents of someone at rage. And I really want to talk about this. So talk to us okay. about so the super spreader rages. So, first of all, um, there was a lot of confusion around uh, the rage itself. Um, these matric parties that are, are brought together by a uh, company, um, they all have different dates. So, Belito rage was from the 27th of November to the 4th of December, and that was in Belito, Umschlange, and Durban. The other rage events that they were planning was the Johannesburg leg uh, from the 12th of December and the third, uh, two days, 12th and 13th of December, mm -hmm. Jeffreys Bay, 15th of December to 22nd of December, and Plate Rage was scheduled to take place 29th of January next year to the 6th of February. So that, that was the first bit of confusion, as that a lot of people on social media were saying, ah, but um, Rage hasn't happened, and dates were changed, and so there you have the facts of when they were actually taking place. The second bit of confusion was why was rage taking place during exam time? And because the, we've had this thing where uh, papers got leaked and the matriculants are going to have to write two 
um, of their mm. papers again. But from what I understand, private schools and government schools are different. So the rewriting of the exams is government schools and not private schools. As far as I understand it, I <laughs> couldn't have that wrong. So don't quote me. Ah, okay. Don't quote me on that. So um, that's that's sort of how that goes. The next thing is is people are saying that mainstream media have developed a word called super spreader and they're pushing this content which is not real. And in actual fact, a super spreader event has been defined as a situation where a single person has the potential to pass on the virus to more than eight people at a gathering. And and that makes sense, right? Now we understand if if you're at home with your family, you're not able to pass on a virus. If you're sitting at a dinner table um, with four other people, and you're all wearing masks and you take it off to eat. And it's, it's not crazy. But if you go to a club and there are 100 people with no masks and everybody's dancing next to each other, that is a super spreader event. Mm. So that's something that we do need to be concerned about. What we wrote was a very informative article that was given to us by um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Sherry uh, Thanaroff and Howard Feldman, who came up with a whole bunch of tips and guidelines for matriculants who were returning from rage so that they wouldn't continue that spread. Um, It has come out that uh, there were over 120 students that tested positive, and that was just last week. Uh, There's more positive tests coming in every day. And if, if one of those students who didn't bother to wear masks at nightclubs and party with their friends clubs onto an airplane and chooses to take off the mask Mm. or walks in an airport then the the virus will get spread so what um the doctor said is you know if you if you want to get back to Joburg or wherever you come from get your parents to drive down yeah and then drive you back with all the windows open um you need to quarantine if you are at rage you need to quarantine and self-isolate and that means staying in your bedroom yeah. For up to 14 days so that you're not giving this virus to your parents or your grandparents or to people around you that you love. Um, it's time for the students who are irresponsible and parting to take responsibility. And it's a hard thing to hear. But what this has done and what this has bring, brought to the fore for me is that I also need to be making responsible decisions. Agreed. And and with with that said, I don't mind going to a restaurant. I, and, I, and I can say this. I believe I've had COVID. I was in Singapore and Bali at the beginning of the year, and I got back and I was quite sick. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents have had COVID. They've both survived. So for me and my direct family, we are not, if I have to say this, like fearful of COVID. But I do worry about other people that I don't know, other people around me. I, 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 want to, I don't want to be selfish, and I want to look after South Africa, and I want this thing to go away. Yeah. So just this morning... I actually sent two messages. One was to a PR company that had invited me to an event that is happening that I just felt was not actually safe. Um, so I let them know that I wouldn't be attending anymore. And and then I got invited to drinks, dinner, slash something at a place in Johannesburg next week, Sunday. And photos emerged from the last Sunday yesterday. And I just saw that they were not following the rules either. So I've decided not to go. What does that mean for you? Um, it means that you can rethink what you're doing this December too. Mm-hmm. It means that we can be safer for each other. It means that we need to look out for the people who are not in positions where, you know, if they catch COVID, they might die. So I get that you're not afraid of it. I get that you might not 
care about the virus. But I think now, more than ever, especially in this festive season, it's time for kindness and it's time to be thinking about those around us. 100%. Thank you, Brent and Q. Now, on to Thank you. News. Thank you. Some goodest news, the goodest news of the year. It's what I wait for every single year. Mariah Carey is kicking off Christmas and I am here for all of it. Tell me about this. Okay, so the Queen of Christmas has actually created a full star-studded spectacular um, with a couple of new songs to go with it. It's 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 a festive, uh, I don't want to call it a story or a movie or a documentary or a show. It's... It's a spectacular and she's put it together and it's been released around the world on Apple TV plus. Um, It's kicks off on December the 4th. What I love is the new song that came with it called Oh Santa, which features Ariana Grande and uh, Jennifer Hudson. It's such a cool music video. It's such a cool song. And we, we cannot deny that somehow every festive season, Mariah Carey, climbs and out of some rock, some cave, comes out of the sea, and she just brings Christmas uh, to everybody every year. Um, yeah. You might not like it. You might you might not enjoy her music. <laughs> but, but she does it every year. You know what I'm saying? But she is, like you said, she's the queen of Christmas. There is no Christmas without Mariah Carey. I'm sorry. I don't care if you don't love. I genuinely, I'm not here for her, like, for the rest of the year. But for one month, for four weeks, I need all of the Mariah Carey Christmas albums that she's ever made because it makes it Christmas. And now you've got a new one to add to your collection. So that, um, that new album was also released on all um, Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music, all those things. And I must tell you guys, Apple TV Plus, I mean, I've had it for some time. What I like about it is Apple TV Plus is global. So it doesn't have um, restrictions in some countries like Hulu or HBO Max or yeah. Disney Plus. Um, and also... If you, you might not know this, if you bought a new device, a cell phone, a laptop, an iPad over the last year, your Apple TV Plus subscription is free for a year, which is pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Also, I don't work for Apple. I just know because I got, I got something new and it gave me a, a, <laughs> a subscription for a year. I didn't know that, but I think I paid for my subscription anyway. So it's fine. It's fine. It's well, fine. there you go. There you go. Okay, from Mariah Carey to something that's super, super close to your heart um, and something that must have been very difficult to write for you, um, David Beckham is back in a very powerful and hot as ever call to action. Tell us about this one. Okay, but Danny, before we go into that, Mm. I must ask you, which version of David Beckham is hot? (laughs) Because in the 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 adverts, he's both... He's both old and young. The older one. Definitely the older one. Wow. Gray, I am here. I'm living. I am living. Girl. He's the girl. girl my girl. dreams. So for all of the listeners, um, David Beckham's new advert is Call to Action for Malaria and Ending Malaria uh, shows him as an older man. And as the camera pans around, he becomes younger again. And the reason for that is sort of to push forward into the future where we're in the space where malaria has ended, but as an old man. So he's, he's sort of telling the story, but what happens then is he comes back to his age now. And, and the reality is that we have the ability to get rid of malaria in our lifetime. Danny mentioned that um, this is quite close to me. I'm not 
I'm not sad anymore. My father passed away 10 years ago um, from malaria. Of course, I miss him and it is heartbreaking, but I can't talk about it now without crying, which is which is a huge thing. He would have been 62 years old on uh, the 18th of December. Mm. And what actually happened is um, he went to... He went to Mozambique on December festive holidays and had a great time and, and you know, had, had the best time with his friends. And he got back to South Africa. Uh, about two weeks later, he fell incredibly ill. The doctors diagnosed it as the flu. Um, and the very next day, he was put into ICU. And a couple of hours later, he passed away. And it was because of cerebral malaria. Um, what that did was quite interesting. One, it made me realize that malaria, in my mind, was always something that was far away from me. It was something that was, uh, you know, a problem in other countries in Africa, and it would never be part of my uh, family. Um, But malaria is real, and and it affects so many people. Um, I've worked pretty close with Goodbye Malaria uh, over the last years. At one stage, they were saying that there were cases of malaria popping up in Pretoria uh, with people that had never left Pretoria, wow. the city. Yeah, so it is, it, you know, it's an African problem. It's on our continent. You don't find malaria in other parts of the world. And and the short film is basically saying malaria must die so millions can live. And if we do the right things, if we support the initiatives that are trying to get rid of malaria, we could end it in our lifetime. Interesting fact. So Goodbye Malaria, they go into um, Mozambique and uh, Malawi and all these places that have malaria, and they spray down the walls Mm. with um, this sort of stuff that that keeps the mosquitoes off the walls because the mosquitoes breed on walls, which is the most interesting thing. So by, by stopping the mosquitoes from breeding, they're actually lessening the amount of malaria in an area. And if we can contribute to these cases, um, we can make a difference. Other interesting fact, a person dies from malaria every two minutes, which is, you know, it's hard to hear, but we can make a difference. So, so there we go. That's a lot. Also, you can support the Goodbye Malaria guys by buying those cool PJs. I have, I've got them. Yeah, me too. I've also <laughs> got a really nice, um, uh, well, Oh, the, the word's gone. Like a handbag, a fancy handbag that you take with you to handbag. places. Uh, a and catch they also bag. Do the, a catch bag. They also do yes. the relay braces. Relay braces are a lot cheaper. I think they're 10 or 20 rand. Mm-hmm. And majority of the profits go to Goodbye Malaria to help ending malaria in our lifetime. Yes. So please support them wherever you see them. And then the last story of the week this week that I want to talk about is very cool. First black women to reach the top of the world. Um, this Saray Kumalo is life for me. I have been following and just everything that you think you can't do, she does. And she does with the most incredible strength. And she she just, I don't know, she's just, I think she's really cool. I've never met her. I'd love to meet her. I think she'd be really cool. Well, Danny, I'm going to make that happen because she is really cool. Saray, um, obviously, she, she got to the top of Mount Everest and she was the first black African woman to do that. But she's from South Africa, so we can own her. She's ours. She's South African and she did it. And she, she now is speaking about mental resilience and mental health, um, which, again, takes us back to this traumatic year that we've been through yeah. and, and the fact that mental health is so important and we need to be looking after our own mental health. And, and you and I have spoken often about taking days off, about switching cell phones off, about getting off the news, yeah. about doing things that fill your cup so you don't um, 
lose sight of of the goodness in the world. And and that's exactly what she's doing now. She's opening up about the fact that reaching Mount Everest was no small accomplishment and getting up to that uh, to that top of the mountain had left her in tears because it takes a lot of mental resilience to get there. So in the article, she leaves five or six points about um, what it took to get her to the top of the mountain and also how we can relay that to everyday life, which I think is so important. I love this. Go and read it. Go and follow her. It's on goodthingsguy.com. Now, Brent Lindeke is not only the Good Things Guy, but he also has a podcast on Jackpot. Um, and it's, I think, the second most popular podcast in, in Africa. Or the first. Is it the first? I don't that. remember. I'm going to get it well, wrong. It's like, it, it changes weekly, but <laughs> it's in the top five, um, okay. which is so exciting. So um, the podcast is... Now done for the year. Um, I, for self-care, have gone on holiday from podcasting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be putting out one more podcast, which will come out next week, Tuesday. And that will be Lessons for December. Uh, it'll just be me. I'm not interviewing everybody. I'm just giving my 10 tips to staying sane while on your staycation or vacation or whatever you're doing um, during this lockdown, because we're still in a lockdown. So I want to leave some valuable tips for all our listeners. But then next year, 2021, middle of January, I will be kicking off my podcast year, the new year, the new season, um, with an interview where I get to sit down with Tuli Madoncella. And I'm really, really, really excited for that. That's insane. Okay, that's very cool. Um, I'm very disappointed that we can't have it during Christmas, but I think maybe we'll need it more (laughs) in 2021. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Give me a break, Daddy. I want to spend Christmas by the pool. Um, that's and my by the, plan. By the PlayStation, also, actually. By the PlayStation. Def, def, def. I love you so much, Brent Lydic. You have the most stunning week, and we'll chat for the second last time next week, Monday. I love you, and I love all the listeners, and I just want to wish everybody only good things.